0: Whatever we do to the earth, we do to ourselves, and conversely, whatever we do for the earth, we do for ourselves. I'm gonna speak to you of hope today. Um, And I'll tell you why. Other than, you know, it's hopeful. I went researching hope because of my sense that that's what we need here at Earth Day to continue the work that we, we know is so important to take care of this beautiful planet. And I was delighted to discover uh, that somebody who did, has done very interesting research on this uh, has the last name, I don't know how he pronounces it, but it is spelled O-J-A-L-A. Maybe it's Ojala, Ojala. In Spanish, it would have an accent on the last A, ojala. Ojala means a lot of things, but it carries always a sense of so may it be. When I say ojala and then something, it's like I'm hoping this will happen or and or I'm going to help make this happen, this thing that I'm about to say. And you can just respond to somebody, ojala. So what a wonderful name for a hope researcher to have. Ohala. Dr. Ohala has come to to his research with the deep assumption that hope is essential for us to take action in any daunting situation. That it's essential whether it's very personal, like trying to overcome drug addiction, or global, like trying to resolve the Palestinian-Israeli conflict and, of course, for the climate emergency in which we find ourselves. So he, um, he, but he wanted to know, how does that actually work? What actually helps people feel hope? What he has come to call constructive hope, and I'll say a little bit more about why. What helps us to uh, take action? He's done a lot of this research specifically with teachers, who want to teach um, teenagers, say, about climate change. But what they find is that their their students come to them full of despair. Some of the people in the room absolutely need the facts. um, And some of them know the facts. And they look and they wonder if they have the future that they ought to have. so he got into studying hope and he discovered, well, there's a couple routes to hope. People in deep denial about a crisis, I don't have a drug problem. There is no climate emergency. They have a kind of hope. They will report feeling quite hopeful. But that hope, not surprisingly, does not translate into action. It doesn't go very deep. He is looking for this constructive hope, the kind of hope that helps us to do what needs to be done that we can see something is difficult ahead of us. That's why we need hope. That's the time. That's what hope is for. But we can conceivably see a path through and hope helps us to see that path. Okay. well, you don't do that, he discovered, if you're in denial. So the teachers are right to be telling their students about what's going on. But how do we make that translate into action? Well, here's a couple of things that Dr. Ohala and other hope researchers have found. One, we need to have our fears, our sorrows, our anger, our negative feelings about the crisis acknowledged. Otherwise it just feels like another kind of denial, right? Um, you could be denying that you have a problem or you could have other people saying, Oh, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. And that doesn't, that doesn't help you have hope. You need to have people take your trouble seriously. That was important to know. That was important for these teachers to know because they're talking to a mixed group, right? Some of them really need to th- this information and some of them really just need to be given hope for the information they've already got. Here in this congregation, I know that everybody knows what the problem is with the climate. There's plenty of information we could all share with each other absolutely about particular situations and particular things that might address it. But there's nobody here, I've never met anybody at UUCPA, who needs the hammering of the facts. We don't need to overcome climate denial. But we might need to overcome that second kind of denial, of denying the, the hurt of each other's feelings. So, okay, so number one, we need that. We need the facts. We need to have people uh, acknowledge our feelings, not have them poo-pooed, or on the other hand, catastrophized when we share our hard feelings. And third, we need models for action. And then wonderful things happen. Then it's like vroom. And I, I was looking for a, for a you know, non-fossil fuel oriented, <laughs> Idea so I want you imagine a solar engine You know, we are a solar engine and when we have the facts which we've already got when we have the acknowledgement of The hard feelings nobody's denying them nobody's Catastrophizing them like you say you're depressed and they say tell me about it and tell you six more things to be depressed about not helpful And It really, really helps to have models of how other people have used constructive hope. They have found enough hope to take action that we can join and also that we can take more hope from. So that's what Bill has done for us in creating this reminder of just a part of what we have done as a congregation about climate change and related problems that face our planet just apart, part because we could also have included the fact that this whole campus is like a demonstration campus for various ways to help the local environment. Not only do we have native plants, but we have bird boxes. We have uh, low watering special low watering um, potted plants to show how people all around the world can can keep plants healthy in a very small space with very little water. Um, we have had a, uh, we have a rain barrel and then a lot of this is built or maintained by, by the kids in our, in our Sunday school and they have an eco justice program specifically connecting their love of the earth and their Unitarian Universalist principles with things we can do to create justice for this species and all the other species affected by the environmental crisis. They do that in our Sunday school, some of them are doing right right now. And we have an eco justice camp each June that reaches out to the wider uh, community. Parents are looking for where am I gonna send my kid to camp? Well, they don't have school, I still have work and they see UUCPA has an eco justice camp and kids learn all this great, great stuff. So many things. Oh, and something else is our work, this may not seem at first like it's related to climate change, but it absolutely is, right? Our work on, on campaign finance reform and on getting big money out of politics, at least as a start illuminating who pays for the advertisements for candidates and issues. Because if we keep coming up against that wall of, oh, the corporations and the individuals and the governments with big money can stop whatever we want to do, one of the things they're going to want to do is stop our work for the earth. So, that that effort also is helping the earth. So, all of this makes great fuel, just like sunlight, right? All of of what we are doing is powering, powering our work for the environment. Something else I think we need to do is practice how to meet one another um, with hope. If we are gonna be a hope engine, we might need to practice because it's really hard to remember the teachings. Remember what the research um, has taught us that despair and apathy do not help. That being hammered with the facts when you already know them does not help activate your hope, but action does. And acknowledging your feelings, both your, your grief, your depression, your worry, all the other feelings that may be very hard that come to you when you think about our climate and what you wish we could do, what you want to do. But then also your hope that those things are heard and acknowledged and treated with respect. And this is what what Dr. Ohala has found, that ohala, when we share these things with each other, in an environment that gives us opportunities to put our shoulder to the wheel. We'll do it. We will do it. So I wanna practice right now. We're each going to turn to somebody close to us, close by, and I'm gonna do this in two parts. So I'm just gonna explain to you and you have just a little bit of time that I know this is a hard thing if if you're hard of hearing the room is loud. I'm sorry, feel free to go to the lobby and, and do the best you can. Because um, I want to do a little, a little tiny workshop here. You are going to share with the person something hard about climate change, something when I shared before the blessings of the earth, maybe something that you're really scared you're going to lose. Or just something, that, something in the news, something that's got you down. Share that feeling. And the person listening, your job is, is just to listen and affirm. Don't try to cheer them up. Don't try to minimize it. And don't catastrophize it either just meet them where they are and then you're going to switch so they can do that for you just a couple minutes and then i'll tell you the next thing we're going to do i hope you've had a chance to uh share and have your hard feelings acknowledged and acknowledge them for the other person here's part two because sometimes people will come here sharing these hard things and now you've practiced right you'll know let me just hear them let me not not, let me not go down a spiral of oh no oh no oh no you know let me just let me just hear them because that helps activate their hope and so here's something else that happens sometimes people will share what's hopeful for them and that too we have to make sure that we just acknowledge it we don't try to argue them out of it Um, you know because we happen to be feeling depressed Um, because sometimes that's where we'll be right when somebody says I got really hopeful climate news and you're thinking nothing's hopeful I feel terrible so we're going to practice saying something, something that gives us hope um, in this moment, and the other is going to just hear it and affirm it because that is how we fuel the hope engine. Ready? Same thing. Okay. Thank you all. Thank you all. Now sometimes, sometimes, and maybe it just, Maybe it just happened to you. sorry, if I've run into your time, you know take it to coffee hour because uh, this conversation will continue um, oh, that's something else we do. we get fair trade uh, shade grown coffee it's better for the better for the birds yay small things you know that we do as an, as an institution and as individuals so um, if uh, something sometimes when you ask somebody and what's giving you hope they might come up blank, and that too just. Just be with them, you know? We, we all have our ebbs and flows. I just, um, I wanna recall your attention to the, to the Ursula Le Guin quote. Right? The divine right of kings used to seem unbudgeable. Lots of things seem to, used to seem just completely um, immune to our action, and yet they have changed. That gives me hope. And I have one, uh, two things from this book that I wanna close with, that give me hope. This is Climate Church, Climate World, How People of Faith Must Work for Change by Jim Antal, who's a, a United Church of Christ minister. Oh, I've gone and lost my place. <laughs> he shares a story about when hope became tangible for him in his words. He had um, he participated in an act of civil disobedience on behalf of the climate and um, He said, hope became tangible for me during the two hours I spent jammed in the police transportation vehicle, hands cuffed behind me, shoulders aching and wrists in pain, two hours is a long time. Hope emerged as it so often does from conversation, he says. Sitting on my right was Julian Bond, former chairman of the NAACP and the first president of the Southern Poverty Law Center whose first act of civil disobedience was in 1960 at a lunch counter in Georgia. Hope grew as I began to take in Julian's resolute courage and as I realized that less than 50 years had passed between Julian's first arrest and Obama's first election. Much had changed in that time. That's the first thing I want to share from this book. The second is not by Reverend Antal, but is by the people who gave me the book. There's an inscription here from 2018, offered to me for my inspiration on sermons and anywhere else, and so it has been all this week and at other times, love from UUCPA's Green Sanctuary Committee, and there's about 10 names here, I know there are other names added that would be added since. And this this is how we give each other hope, is we share with one another um, how to help and how to be a part of something bigger, how to know that we are part of organizations, families, networks of friends, neighborhoods, and bit by bit, a nation that will turn things around if we offer each other our encouragement, our listening, and our own hope. So may it be, ohala.